Welcome to Winning Streaks. I'm your host, Tanvir Mustafa, and every week I get deep into the stories and strategies of experts, champions, business moguls, and industry leaders to find out how you can win the day and win at life. If you're committed to never settling for the status quo and consistently challenging yourself to new heights, then this is the show for you. In return, I commit to bringing you insightful, practical, and no BS conversations that will help you create your next big win. Phone prospecting was arguably one of the, um, I'd say, leading indicators of success in in my role at Salesforce. It was the the frameworks. These are the, what I'm going to talk about today. Are the frameworks that I use to be the BDR of the year and lead my team and pipeline um, as an AE at Salesforce. And there's a there's a couple of reasons for that. But like, first of all, who here? is like struggling with cold calling just to get an idea, like raise your hand or put a hand up. If you're like struggling, you're worried about it, you're fearful about about it. Maybe it gives you a little bit of anxiety. Like who's that a problem for? Okay. I think honest, like to to some degree, if someone's totally impervious to that, then wow, like congratulations. But it impacts mostly all of us in some way, shape or form. But there's a couple of reasons, and Alec went into it a little bit, but there's a couple of reasons that using the phone is is more powerful than any sort of other channel out there. Now, this is Nick from New Girl, and this is how most of us feel, right? We hate talking on the phone. It's, it's really scary. And like for some of the people that raise their hands, like I'd love for you to share, like what is it about cold calling that, that throws you off, let's say? So Noel, I saw you raise your hand. Like, what what would you say throws you off about it? I think for me is when I'm speaking to someone who, let's say, is a director. I've never done their job, so sometimes I don't want to call them, and I have nothing valuable to say. And it's just finding the right things to say, right? Um, and using that framework to call people who might have who might be having the same problems, right? Mm. So. I guess for me, it's just finding the right things to say. Okay, gotcha. Finding the right things to say. We'll touch on that later. Um, Shaleen? I think for me right now, it's after everyone kind of went virtual and people started using cell phones is I really dislike the idea of catching somebody on their cell phone if they're not wanting calls on their cell phone. So that I'd say that I stumble over that most at the moment. Okay. It's like you're kind of worried that you're interrupting that person's day and you're not welcome and it's not not an ideal situation, essentially. Right, right. Okay, yeah. Cold calling is never, never an ideal situation. Any of us, when any of us receive a cold call, do we enjoy receiving cold calls? Does anyone here actually enjoy receiving cold calls? Didn't think so. Other than I think now I like receiving it to a, to a small extent where it's like I get to hear what the person's saying and like what script they use and... Um, how they address cold calls, but if it's someone calling with air duct cleaning services, that's that's an immediate hangup, right, on my side of the coin, as I'm sure it is for many. Um, but there's a couple of reasons why people use the phone so much, why it's such a such an effective channel, because ultimately conversations are the quickest path to a conversion. Um, kind of addressed in the in the other points here is that you can have immediate feedback. There's a discussion happening that allows you to get to the truth as quickly as possible. You could spend a month, and I've seen this happen before, you could spend a month emailing the same person over and over again, getting no response, 
Whereas maybe a weekend or a day in, you could have called them and got to the truth right away with either booking a meeting or not booking a meeting. And we'll get to that. But it's the quickest path to getting to the truth and getting an answer um, and actually having, having a, a conversation, which is ultimately what you want, right? The reason that we're trying to book meetings is because we want to have a conversation with the prospect. So you're just doing it sooner. Yeah, you're catching, catching them off guard. Yeah, you're, you're catching at the time where they weren't expecting it. But that's how your email would have been in a similar context, right? They're not expecting your email. Um, and this potentially saves them and you both time. The other thing I love about cold calling is the objection handling piece. Like I can't address objections over email, not, not as effectively as I could over the phone. If someone says, oh, we don't have the budget. Oh, uh, it's not the right time. Like I can't dive into that over email or over social selling or video prospecting. Like I can't, right? Phone call is the only place that you can do that, right? Are we all on board with this, with, with why cold calls should be made and calling in general, like a phone should be used as a, as a channel? Okay, cool. I think the only thing I was going to say, Tanvir, around objection handling is uh, I often find that you get the that resistance at the start of the call, or you kind of get these pseudo fake objections, which, which aren't, aren't quite real, but they're the ones that do get you off the phone. Yep. Yep. As... Again, like I always come back to this, whether it's about phone, email, any sort of prospecting channel is like our initial reaction will always be most likely like a little bit evasive, right? Like, oh, is this spammy? Is this, you know, salesy, right? Like, I don't want any part of that right now. I'm too busy. I've got so much going on. I can't deal with that. So naturally, that's a natural reaction. Um, it's just kind of in our nature to do so. Um, and we'll get into how to address those things shortly. But first, like, let's dive into some of the, the big mistakes that people are making uh, when they're prospecting. A lot of it is being like Tom Cruise and jumping on the call and feeling desperate, feeling that, feeling all this pressure to, to book the meeting, feeling all this pressure to make a sale. You're not making a sale on that day, right? Um, and you don't want, to, don't want to look like Tom Cruise while doing it here. Um, here are probably the four biggest mistakes that I see people making when they're, when they're doing cold calls or using the phone is you sound like you're speeding through a script. It's not wrong to have a script, but you sound like you're just speeding through it and you're just trying to get the words out. So you can say that you, okay, I said that I did the script. I did it. Like I, I, it's over with, right? You speak like you're scared of rejection. The, the way that you're coming off the, the way that you're saying the words that you are, you're just kind of like almost, you're almost prepared to get told no, right? You're almost like, I'm going to get a no, so I might as well just get this over with. There's no point in calling, but I'll just do it anyway because I have to because my, my team tells me I have to make cold calls and, and, uh, and make these styles, right? The third, third is that you stop at the first round of trouble. Oh, I'm not interested. Okay, no worries. Bye. Oh, we don't have the budget. Oh, okay, like, it's all right. Bye. Right, you stop. First objection comes through. Oh, I'm in a meeting. All right, like, well, we can talk later. I'll call you back later. You're stopping at the first sign of trouble. Whereas a, a seasoned cold caller, a seasoned. Okay. Let's see. <laughs> and Nico? Oh, 
Okay, cool. Um, you stop at the first sign of trouble. So that's another one. And then you're scared to, to look stupid. You're just scared that you're going to fumble over your words. Um, I think, Noel, you were, you were talking about, like, you're just scared that you're not going to know exactly what to say in the right context, right situation. These are probably the biggest mistakes that I see time and time again, and it's what we'll, we'll address today. Now, what's the goal of a cold call? Can anybody actually tell me what, what, what the goal is? When, someone's, when you're making a cold call, what are you striving to get done? Set up an appointment. Set up an appointment, okay. That's part of it. What else? Determine if there's anything that you can help them with. Right, exactly. Anything else? Seeing if you're even talking to the right person. <laughs> That's a good one. That, that is a, that's a great one. See if you're talking to the right person. Um, all those three things sort of fall into two buckets. Your goal when making a cold call is to qualify or disqualify the person that you're talking to. So all this pressure that you're feeling, all this fear that you're feeling of cold calling. I think one of the best ways I actually made a post about this today on LinkedIn I think one of the best ways to reduce the fear of cold calling, to reduce the anxiety around it is not by actually going into a cold call, trying to seek out a yes. It's actively seeking out no's. It's actively seeking out, okay, let me try and disqualify this prospect. And that's why I'm making this call. Otherwise you could spend weeks, months going after the same person, trying to personalize a ton, trying to find articles that are relevant, trying to send, you know, make videos and send them over only to realize that that wasn't a qualified prospect in the first place. Maybe they genuinely didn't have budget. Maybe usually when, when there's inbound and outbound, right? And there's three sort of categories that I would classify interest in. So it's timing, it's uh, relevancy, and it's um, uh, fit, like genuine fit for what they're going through. Um, so when someone comes in inbound, likely you know somewhat of the timing so they're actively interested and they're evaluating a tool there's a degree of relevancy which is um okay it's a problem that they think they're facing and then there's good fit right are you actual fit based on the other technology that they have in their organization based on um the depth of the problem they're facing based on the size of the problem that they're facing so usually they already have timing and relevancy ticked off when someone comes in inbound it's just they're trying to figure out if they'd be a good fit all right the on the flip side when you're doing outbound you don't really know the timing you don't really know the relevancy but you you're you're hypothesizing that you'd be a good fit based on you know them being your ideal customer or looking similar to your ideal ideal customer so one of the ways that you can immediately reduce the fear from cold calling like reduce the pressure off of you take it off of you is by understanding that when you make a cold call, when you use the phone to prospect, you're just trying to qualify or disqualify that pro pro prospect. And if they say no, then great. That's not someone that you need to spend more of your time with. It also adds a different channel, right? To your, to your prospecting email. Maybe someone doesn't prefer being on email. Maybe they actually prefer getting calls or they, they don't go and go into their inbox as much, but they do answer phone calls. So if you just do that one thing alone, it'll drastically reduce the pressure on yourself and it'll save you more time from spending time on unqualified prospects, okay? That's the goal of a cold call. And then if qualified, booking the meeting is the next step, right? Once, once you figure out like, okay, this is a relevant problem, 
getting taking the next step, taking the call to action to get them to book the meeting is is the next rung over. Um, are we all following? Any questions about this? Okay, cool. Awesome. So um, there's a couple of things before the call. All right. Everybody says Batman. You know, with enough prep time, he can he can beat the the craziest villains, the most strongest, whatever. That's what he can do. It's same with your cold calling, with your phone prospect prospecting. If you prep yourself you'll actually have a much higher chance of succeeding on through your cold calling blitzes and in your prospecting blocks than if you just run into it blind. So the first step is basically what I call priming, what Tony Robbins calls priming, is to get your, your body, your voice, your, your mental and physical state into one of energy, into one of um, abundance, into one of excitement. So one of the uh, things that I'm well known for at Salesforce is I used to like shadow box in the middle of my row before I'd get into a, a prospecting blitz. Like I just like, you know, okay, I got, I got all these prospects saying no, like I'm just, I'm shadow boxing, I'm rolling with it. I'm getting, you know, pumped up, hyped up. I'd have like resistance bands in a row. I would do push-ups sometimes, like just something to get me in an excited and a revved up mode so that I have, you know, one energy, but I'm also just completely altering my mental state to help me prepare for what I'm about to do um, and remove some of the pressure off, right? I find that moving around, priming myself in one way or another um, is gonna allow me to do that. So whether that's, you can do that physically, um, you can do that, you can prime yourself with your voice, you can prime yourself with um, even just a little bit of meditation, just something to quickly change your state from like maybe a, a fatigued one, or you've just been in a bunch of meetings or whatever it may be, but find something that works for you to just change your physical and mental state immediately. Usually that's something physical in nature. Okay. The next step is to prep your contacts. So one thing that completely changed uh, my success in cold calling was uh, two things. One is that I would prepare, I do my research beforehand and know the notes that I was gonna say like, okay, this is what I'm gonna lean on when I call this person and have those notes ready. And then I actually would, when making the calls, have every tab lined up one after the other. So that if I'm calling 10 people, I'm not just um, calling them and then emailing them and then like sending them a connection request, I'm calling them all at the same time. What you wanna prevent is task switching, right? You don't wanna be, jumping from call to email to LinkedIn to whatever it may be, you just want to get it all done at the same time so that it's, it's chances are you're highly, you're going to be more focused as you're doing it, as you're conducting that um, session. Um, the next step is pull up your script. And I put it, put this in quotes. This is just like your framework. Um, I found with me, like, it just really helped me to have words there on my screen. So I'd have a notes tab pulled up and just like roughly what I was going to say because that'll increase your confidence, right? Now you know what you're going to say or roughly what you're going to say, like having a framework for what you're going to say so that you don't feel like you're going in completely blind. Even if you have something memorized, right? That is something that it's just a point for you to lean back on in case you need to. Uh, Kevin, go ahead. When you uh, cold call, did you... Um ever send an email first and kind of use that as almost a script. Um, I find just my personal experience, uh, 
if I send out an email about what I wanted to talk about and kind of lean on that during the cold call, it's a little bit more effective because it reinforces the the talking point you already had. So I'm just curious if that's kind of what you did or if you've leaned on that as a uh, strategy from a cold call perspective or if that even works for other people as well. Absolutely. It's what we talk about in this program. It's what we, it's like you send an email first and then you use that as a piece of information to, to lean back on later when you're making the call. Um, but the bad habit to get into is to send the email and then call, like, let's say, what I'm saying is don't email and call together. You want to split up those activities. So if you're going to send a ton of emails, send all the emails together. If you're going to make a call, calls, send, make the calls together. One, because you're going to just get more in your flow, more in your rhythm of making the calls and doing the habit. And it's not going to break up your focus because now you're switching between emails and calls and you're having, having to put it on a different thinking hat to do so. You know what I'm saying? I got you. All right, cool. Um, and then I find too, like it helps to practice the, what I'm going to say. Like if I just read the first line or read the second line and how I'm going to say it, which we'll get into, um, it just helps me feel a little bit more confident, help me feel a little bit more ready as I'm about to, to make those calls. So take some time to sit down, look over what you're going to say, read it in your mind, read it out loud to just practice your pitch. And then the last step, and this one honestly helps me considerably, is just to breathe. Like, take some time, slow down. If they say no, you still have a roof over your head. Can you put still, still, still put food on the table? Are you still breathing? If the answer is yes, then you're okay. Right. So take some time to breathe. Take some time to get some perspective, and go into it, you know, knowing that you'll be okay, regardless of not whether people say yes or no.